Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, car reader. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful Saturday afternoon, I think evening for you. Um, and we're so grateful to have you here today to share your latest book, Boss It, Control Your Time, Your Income, and Your Life. Uh, a great thing. We spoke a teeny bit before the interview that it can be a struggle, especially for new business owners out there thinking, I'm working so hard, but why am I not seeing the fruits of my labor and you're going to share some of your wonderful wisdom and and uh feedback in that area share with the audience a little bit about your background why you wrote this book in particular now sure so christina thank first of all thank you so much for having me on the show you're absolutely right it's a saturday evening here um but yeah thank you so much and I do doubt the quality of your intro based on the fact that you said I will have some um, quality nuggets for your audience, but I hope to serve them as best I can. Um, so I guess the background for my book, Boss It. So Boss It was released in 
October, so just a couple of months ago, and it's currently charting at WH Smiths, which is the UK's biggest booksellers, and it seems to be doing amazingly well. But I guess my background that led me towards writing Bosset, um, I was a accidental business owner. I fell into business. In fact, I fell into employment after leaving high school at the age of 15. Uh, before doing my exams, I started up an apprenticeship in hairdressing. And at that point of my life, at that precise moment of my journey, I had no idea what business was. I was taught about bigger businesses and corporates at school, but there was a real disconnect between the reality of running a business and this very um, high-flying, you know, big tower block offices, business world that's presented to me at school. So there's a big disparity between the two. Now, I fell into accountancy by accident after having to go back to school, do my GCSEs and really just needing a job. Didn't enjoy accountancy, but I loved the chance that it gave me to meet with business owners and speak to them. So anyway, I um, I went on my own journey along the way as well, bought out the business I was in at around the age of 26, scaled that up from a team of eight up to about a team of 60, so multi-million turnover and so on. So, so I'd done it myself. I'd advised thousands of business owners myself. And um, what I've wanted to do with all of my books, but most particularly with Bosset, is to give back to the next generation and to to share the stuff that I've learned along the way, which is partly my own mistakes and partly the mistakes of people that I've helped out. Yeah, I love that, Carl. And it's interesting uh, in this industry. And I think with what we spoke before the interview with COVID hitting the uh, the world, um, as it were, that a lot of people are becoming accidental business owners. Uh, one friend of mine before Corona hit actually was laid off of a 25 year position. I worked in the company with her at the time and she thought I'm a lifer. I'm going to die here. They're going to kick me out when it's time for me to retire. And that's it. Well, um, she's in her mid forties and got tossed out because they're making management oh, changes. No. And it was like, boom, now what? 20 years at the same company. So for her, what she decided to do is, uh, you, it's amazing how difficulty creates things you wouldn't expect. Uh, she makes these recipes people loves, and she just decided on a whim, let me just sell some to friends. Friends loved it. Now it's a business. Um, of course, it wasn't fantastic. Yeah, but it's amazing. It, you know, that, that it, it really is. And let, let me share with you what I've seen along the way as well. Um, those people who are determined to be entrepreneurs from an early age, and you know, I speak to them when I, when I go into universities and um, speak to the next generation, often those who are, who are determined to be entrepreneurs and, and who are on entrepreneurship courses actually are going to end up in a in an analyst role at a venture capital company or similar. Very often, they don't tend to be the ones who become entrepreneurs. 99% of business owners I meet are accidental business owners, and they fall into it through circumstance more than through design. So none of us are given a rule book or an instruction manual of how to do this stuff. And hopefully that's the gap I'm trying to fill. Now, to share with me, why that is really fascinating for me. Why would people who go to get an MBA or whatever decide, I'm going to be a business owner and then be an analyst, and then those who are, oh, I didn't plan on this, now I'm an accidental entrepreneur. What is that disconnect? Why does that happen, you think? Sure. So I think that, you know, the, certainly if we take an MBA example, um, those, who, uh, those who, who take the academic route and then stick out through an MBA, often the way... And I want to say it's the way that they're wired, um, but the the stuff that they're attracted to is the theory, the planning, 
the detail behind it rather than actually running with it and going for it. Um, so that, that's a very big difference between the skills that are needed for true entrepreneurship, which is being in between a rock and a hard place, working 18-hour days, and, and, and let's be honest, hoping for the best in the early days. Uh, sometimes we hear of great college dropouts, and I'm not suggesting that anyone does drop out of college. However, um, there is a tendency, um, from uh, certainly from what I've seen, that if somebody is going to start a business, they won't often sit around until they're 25, 26 and fully qualified to start. They will get on and do it themselves beforehand. Yeah, it's really that that sometimes necessity in life that pushes you to the edge. And I don't know, you tell me if you get the same thing, Carl, that when you get pushed to the edge is sometimes when you expand and grow the most and do things you wouldn't expect. Me, for one, starting this podcast several years ago and uh, maybe for yourself in your own life and also working with your um, clients. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely. And I think that one of the biggest myths that's out there mm-hmm. is that it takes a certain type of person to be a business owner, um, much in the same way that there's the myth within the academic world that there takes a certain type of business to be a business. And and actually, business owners come in all shapes and sizes. Um, in the UK, for example, we have um, six million business owners. So that's one in seven of the adult population own their own business. So that means yeah, if you if you imagine that you've got a few next door neighbours and a couple of people opposite, one of those people is going to run their business, but you might not even know that they, they actually do run their own business. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. If I think back way back, maybe a thousand, five thousand years ago, actually entrepreneurship is pretty much how most people did things because – you had to be a tanner because that was your your niche. You tan for people. You were a baker or you were the farmer. It's like everyone had their niche and maybe you didn't sell using cash. You maybe bartered. But the point is we were kind of all entrepreneurs back then. Absolutely. And, and one of the key aspects of Bosset is what, what I try to do is to focus on controlling your time, your income and your life. Mm-hmm. Because one of the wonderful things about business ownership, whether you're a very small business or um, if you've scaled it up to a significant size, one of the real benefits is that you get some control over what you do, how you do it, when you do it, and so on. So it might be you're working 18 hour days, but you can choose which 18 hours you work. And you you, you can choose if you want to have a day where you turn off. And you, you, can, you can choose whether you put your foot down and really try to drive for growth, or if you want to make it a lifestyle business. And as an employee, you don't always have those choices. Um, Sometimes those choices are made for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But actually, within the processes within BOSSIP and the the model that I put forwards, it's about that self-empowerment and understanding how much control that you have over certain things in your life. Yeah, that is a really, really great point. And one that I can attest to myself when I first started Savvy, of course, many, many, many hours working hard, consulting. Um, but, you know, shortly, a couple of years into it, my my husband, a pilot for fun, he doesn't do it for work, um, started going flying for fun and said, hey, you want to come with me? I'm going tomorrow. And it's in the middle of the day because... You know, we like to be out when the sun's out. Um, and you know what? Had I been working at a job, I would say, hey, boss, can I take a half a day or whatever? And what's great is like, I can ask myself, yes, I'm free. <laughs> Come back later. Oh, Christina, isn't it, so you do have isn't that. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. It, and the thing is, there's, yeah, there's certain things about business ownership, Christina, that we, 
we think are scary, we think are daunting, you know, we have um, we have to juggle, but sometimes it's more month than money, all of this stuff that happens in the life of a business owner. But the reality is for most of us, once we make that leap and we go into business ownership, we wouldn't go back because we become unemployable. And it's a fantastic place to be in. <laughs> I love that. Now tell me, Carl, what do you think? Now when you say control time, what do you think is some the the one thing that kind of a lot of entrepreneurs might miss maybe early on with regards to controlling their time? Sure. So I think that one of the biggest challenges that I see with new entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is that they um, they get caught up in the wrong areas of setting their business up. So when I run through the dream plan, do review process in my book, um, many prospective business owners over obsess on the planning or they don't spend enough time there. Um, But then secondary to that, within the do side of things, which is taking action, um, you and I know that to build a business, you need to um, do what we used to call as wearing out your shoe leather. You need to pick up the phone. You need to speak to people. You need to get out there and um, and try to win customers. But the reality of many business owners nowadays, unfortunately, is that they look for the magic pill, the get rich quick scheme. They look at investing in um, Internet gurus who can tell them how to build funnels and all of this stuff, which sounds great. But what ultimately happens is they sit there aggressively waiting for their phone to ring. And the reality is nobody's going to find you. You have to go out and find your customers. So um, to, to bring that back to your point, because that's the biggest mistake that they make. Mm. And um, the amount of time that they put into that is the time that they're wasting. If um, if any new business owner was to take one tip away from this that can help them really control the time they put into their business, mm. it would be to make sure that any action that they take directly correlates to income and to pounds in the bank. Because anything else in the early days is wasted effort. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that because I, I fell into the same trap. The very first thing I did was create a beautiful logo, uh, business cards. Oh, business cards, yeah, networking website. events, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. I, I think back now, I'm, no one really cares if your website's super pretty. It really isn't. Once I got going with the Savvy Business Show and we started doing sponsorships, my sponsors didn't really care how pretty the website is, like how many people are listening and uh, will it benefit us to do sponsorship with you? That's pretty much it. Uh, you know, uh, com- complete, completely <laughs> right. Yeah, we can we can over obsess on these things, and what happens is we indulge in the art of creative avoidance. Mm. So it's getting involved in stuff that we feel is useful and we feel there's a business purpose. However, it's avoiding the stuff that's actually going to grow our business. Yeah, you know what's interesting, Carl? This modern age with technology and everything is such a blessing. My mentor, he's older than me. And he said to me, you know, in my day, we knocked on doors for sales. You know, I knock on Mm. hundreds of doors. And today when I talk to someone, I said, how many people did you reach out for, for sales or whatever? They're like, uh, well, I sent a bunch of emails and they're like, no, no, no. I mean, really pick up the phone go meet them, go talk to them. And they don't do that. And so you're right. It's that avoidance where this modern technology makes you feel like you're doing something, but really you're just a hamster wheel doing use. Exactly. Completely, completely, Christina. And one of the biggest challenges is nowadays um, we tend to forget that we live in the H to H world, the human to human world. Um, You know, often people are stuck in B to B or B to C, but then sit behind the systems. But actually, any business transaction, even between two very large companies, are between two individuals, Mm -hmm. and we can we can often lose sight of that. Now, given that that fact, but also the fact that we now live 
quite literally in the stay-at-home economy. But but pre-COVID, we were moving towards the stay-at-home economy, Mm -hmm. where we could have food delivered um, from any restaurant in town without any effort. We could have an Uber turn up to collect us. We don't speak to people, but we are a societal being. Um, When you combine those two, people nowadays tend to hide behind keyboards and emails, whereas actually we are societal beings, we thrive on relationships, and that's how business is done. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, um, I, I get where you're coming from with that 100%. Yeah. Well, you know, the good thing is, and we can discuss and maybe uh, we, we do have a couple more minutes here, but I'd like for you to give some ideas on what maybe new business owners can do to facilitate those relationships, being that we are at a more stay at home right now um, connections, you know, because we can't get out as much in some places. Uh, what were your some su- suggestions for some business owners to really connect with people now that they're at the stay at home economy? Sure. So I, what I would do is come back to some basic principles. First one being that your network is your net worth. It's an old saying, everyone says it, but it's really true. So you need to look at who you know, who's in your network, and really value them in the same way that you would value a piece of jewellery or fine art or, or something like that. You know, you, you really need to place a value on that. And what that means is that you also need to treat the, um, the value of the relationship between you and them like a bank account and make deposits rather than withdrawals. So you have to look to serve them. And um, good things happen when you do that. And if you try and take, you'll find your network decreases. So, so that's the first thing. Secondly, what I would say at the moment is, particularly in COVID times, people's anxieties, people's fears, uh, people's worries are increased at a higher level than they ever have been before. So you need to be there for them. And it's not just a blanket mass mass email message. You need to be there for them with a personal message, checking in, how are they, how are their kids, um, have they rearranged their holiday, all of the stuff that you know about them and make sure that, that authenticity comes through as well. And then to bring that on to my third point, authenticity is absolutely vital. There's no point in today's day and age having a work Christina and a personal Christina. Instead, nowadays we are on 24-7 and we should be the same person. So from that perspective, I would suggest that we approach everything as one person. It means that authenticity is there naturally. And it also means that we have an increase in the level of our human warmth in these relationships, which makes it so much easier than when we when we need to um, reach out to someone and ask for some help. It makes it so much easier to actually get it. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, what? and some of the business owners or, or contacts and associates I've built over the years that would become friends. One thing that stood out for me is that some of the people on my contact list will reach out, maybe send a personal actual, you know, that thing where you put in the mail and you put a post-it, <laughs> a postmark on it. They'll do that. Or one guy, Joe, from way back when, when I worked in corporate, uh, he used to drive me crazy because he would call me like clockwork every month. How are you doing? How's it going with the receivable? Need any help? And sometimes I'd be like, well, Joe, you're nice, but go away. I have nothing for you. But, you know, Joe is... Uh, really sweet. He always remembered to send us a nice Christmas card. The point is he was always front of mind. He was always um, respectful and kind so that when we did have something, who's the first person we thought of? We always thought of his company and him. Absolutely. And you bought, and you bought him up today, Christina, which just goes to show how he's, he stayed in your mind through being there. Uh, there's a very good book I read by a guy called Joe Gillard. I believe his name is Joe Gillard or Joe Gillard. Um, and it was about 
around selling. And I understand that he was America's greatest um, car salesman. And he talks about how he used to stay in contact even with a one-off product sale. You know, it wasn't an ongoing service sale. It was a one-off product. But he would stay in touch with his customers by just sending them cards. And the cards would say very simply, I like you. And he would stay in touch with them through through measures that seemed quite corny and quite cheesy. But actually, he was by by far the highest performing car salesman through this. And it was all through cultivating those relationships. Hmm. It makes such a difference. And I think more today with the email and and easy technology of DMing people, we forget that person-to-person real connection, that authentic relation, uh, relationship and connection that you can still make today. And you just have to put a little bit of effort for a long-term effect of building a real relationship. And I think here's the real point, Carl, is that these are real people and real connections. And I think that's hard to remember when you're on internet and connection via phone that you forget these are actual real people and you got to maintain like a real relationship like you were going to go do a golf game or have lunch with someone these are real people absolutely social media is fantastic for looking up and topping up so it's great to do your digging on someone and find out you know what their sports team is and you know what their kids names are and so on it's fantastic for that and it's great for topping up the relationship you know just checking in once a week on social media is great but the the building of the relationship comes from face to face it comes from on the phone it comes from real life interactions Yeah, it certainly does. Well, this has been fabulous. And I know your book will help a lot of people out there, whether they're just getting started or been in business for a while. Where do they get a copy of it? Sure. So um, the the best place will be Amazon. I believe it's on Barnes & Noble. Um, I I think it's on all the major booksellers. So um, it's Boss It by Carl Reader. And um, if you ever want to follow me on social media, at Carl Reader on all platforms, and you will find me sharing the link there. Awesome. And I'm, I've already put the link straight up to Amazon right here. Um, I love it. We're, we're in NASCAR over here, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> they love to speed past my, my window over here. But we already have an, uh, a link. Uh, going to forward everyone on over there to get a copy. And I just have to thank you for sharing your great wisdom today, Carl, on Savvy Business. Thank you. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $499 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.